I hate poetry. And I love poetry. Performing poetry is a bit like going on a ghost tour in your late 20s. It's cringy and none of your friends want to come with you. Hey, I love ghost tours. Well, you're hardly in your 20s, are you, Charlie? I guess that's very true. I I wrote my um, dissertation on horror stories by Shirley Jackson. So, I, I mean... Nice. You know, even though being a, a Christian, yeah. I love I love anything spooky. Yeah. I love ghost stories at Christmas. So I'm ready to read some like spooky poetry. Hopefully. Good. Good. I've not read any of these yet. Dylan has selected <laughs> most of these, so I have no idea what's Dangerous. coming. Dangerous. To be honest, doing the user submits like poems is scary enough as it is. It but is, yes. With the I Halloween agree. aspects of it, I think we're gonna get really spooked out. I think so. I I hope so. I've never said spooked out before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Cool. Um, Here we go. Our first poem isn't really a poem because they sent it as a message. And after they, like, in the poem, they put, what do you think? And I had to ask them, is that part of the poem or is that like, <laughs> your, my straight up opinion? Oh, wow. So I had to remove that bit. So it's literally two lines. Are you ready? It's called Dead Poetic by At Golden Curl Boy. And I don't know if this was a real submission or not, but I took it on. Okay. Roses are red. Blood is red. So are you, because you're dead. <laughs> I quite like that one. Yeah, to me it's like a Christmas cracker joke, to be honest. Yes, I, I totally agree. If, if Halloween had Christmas crackers, this would be in there. <laughs> I feel like it would be really cool to put this into like, you know, one of those like Hollywood films in like someone's oh, yeah. about to get like assassinated and that's the last thing they read. Yeah, oh, totally. I totally think that's... This is that sort of thing. Uh, you know, like either spray painted on a wall mm. or like it's like a letter and then they turn around and it's like, ah, stabbed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, you know, someone saying you're dead uh, before you're actually, you know, dead because yeah. you're reading it. Um, it to me, it feels like, you know, like at school, someone go, ah, oh, you know, Mr. Jenkins is so mad at you. You're so dead or at work. Yeah. When your boss comes back and you've done something stupid, mm. you know, they'll be like, you're so dead, man. When he sees you, you better be dead, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is like a threat, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, though, because the name is called Dead Poetic, maybe this guy didn't want to submit a poem, which is why he sent it as a message. Mm. And he's like, this is his way of, like, quitting poetry. I mean, obviously, the, the title, Dead Poetic has two meanings you've got like it being literal dead poetic is yeah. dead and then also like you know in england we say oh something's dead good or whatever so it's like saying this is dead poetic but the irony is that is it <laughs> like <laughs> because it's just two lines but like poetry can be whatever you want in yeah. a way yeah so so it is poetry but also at the same time maybe it's not poetry so True. like <laughs> absolutely it, it it yeah dylan it's like a ghost it's human <laughs> But it's also not human because it's dead. That's true. But oh also, my gosh. it's the format he sent it in, you know? Yeah. To me, the fact he didn't even email us, he just sent no. it like as a message going, what yeah. do you think? I like the, the effort he put into it, I think perfectly reflects the message of the poem, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what if this is the best poem we have all episode? Well, yeah, well, maybe we should. So we need to come up with the best word, obviously, as well. Yes. That's kind of the point of these episodes is that you guys yeah. submit your poems and we, um, 
yeah, we vote on the best one. And I, I, you know, it's safe to say, I hope this is not the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Right. Me too. Let's move on to the next one. So this is uh, The End of October by The Ordinary Poet, in brackets, Michael Brigden. Hello, Michael. Um, <laughs> it's not a phone-in show. <laughs> Hello, Michael. What do you have to say? <laughs> You're on the air. Uh, okay, here we go. The End of October by The Ordinary Poet. Autumn mist hung in the air, heavy, close to the ground, a sense of foreboding. Hair stands on end, almost no sound. A footstep behind you, thud, as it hits the ground. You want to look forward, keep looking ahead, but you look around. No one behind you, shocked. You hasten your pace, heart beating quickly. You still feel you're followed. The steps with no face. Oh. Mm. This feels like kind of a sequence, doesn't it? Of um, yes. someone being followed around. I, you know, like, it takes you back to like a kid when you were doing like, you know, trick or treat. Do they mm. do it in America? Trick or treat, is that what they call it? Uh... I think so, yeah. Like, yeah, I think they call it trick-or-treating, yeah. Yeah, so for those that are not Western, it's a thing where kids, uh, Western kids, go to other people's houses and get candy off them. But you can only do that one day of the year. Any other day, you're going to get the police called on you. Yes, exactly. If you open the door. (laughs) Any other day, and it's how to catch a predator. Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) it's It's basically like the... Like, it's kind of like a, a version of, like, pub crawl when you're a kid, isn't it? Like, going from one <laughs> house to the other. It really candy. is. Yeah. It really is. And I love, like, the... When I was younger, like, people would come to the house and, like, do trick-or-treat and stuff. And, you know, some, you'd always get, like, those, like, 13-year-olds who are sort of, like, pushing their luck. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. in hoodies with yeah. a mask on. And yeah. you're like, I, I'm, should I be giving you sweets? Or are you going to... Are you here to stab me? <laughs> are you like, here to what? mug me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the sort of October air. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In England, you've got that oh, really yeah. smoky. It's just before bonfire, but it's kind of that November, October smell. It's just yes. smoky in the air. It's like mysterious, isn't it? It is. I, I, I love it. And we've had it the last few days, actually. It's gotten cold in the mornings because mm-hmm. I, I wake up at ridiculous o'clock to get yeah. to school. Um, and it's just been so crisp and cold. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is the autumn that I like. Yes. I like the autumn where I can like snuggle up inside. So yeah, the first little bit is really actually quite lovely where it's like autumn mist hung in the air heavy. I'm like, oh, I love that. I love it. I, yeah, but then it suddenly takes a turn. The other thing this kind of reminds me of is, um, especially like with some of the um, the stanza about um, a, what was it? The steps with no face. And those yeah. kind of words. It it reminds me of like staircases, but you know when you're a kid, yes. um, and it like it's pitch dark, you're home alone, mm. um, and you run, you turn off the lights and you run back to your bedroom, wherever's better lit. Yeah. Um, and it's that oh, sequence yeah. of running, even though there's nothing there. Yeah, steps with no face. It's like it's just you know what I mean, you're just scaring yourself. Oh yeah, totally. I did that loads as a kid. And you're scared of everything as a child. Like it, yeah. like I I'd play video games like the ghosts in Mario, those little cute little ghosts, right? Yeah. I used to be freaked out by them. I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. So um, we had this like ex- exchange student over one mm. like weekend or something. And 
uh, I thought I was home alone because they were dead quiet. They were really oh, yeah. quiet. Um, and, you know, my parents went out for the night or whatever, going out yeah. to somewhere. And I was mm-hmm. home alone. And I, I did this, you know, I was downstairs watching a bit of TV, turn off the light and started running upstairs to get to yeah. my bedroom. Yeah. So I'm literally like, you know, and as you do, you'd like run into your bedroom, like dive on the bed to get under the covers as quick as possible. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I did that. I literally, you know, ran into the room, launched into the bed just to be met with the exchange student in my bed because they got the wrong bedroom on that first night. Oh, gosh. And me basically, you know, landing like John Cena into this guy. And he was there <laughs> screaming. I was there screaming. It was... Yeah, it kind of reinforced that fear <laughs> a lot more. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I wasn't scared of little Mario ghosts. I was scared of, like, 11-year-old Spanish. <laughs> you imagine that's, like, the next Hollywood film. 11-year-old exactly. Spanish guy. He just looks like Zorro. That sounds traumatic, dude. Can you wow. imagine, though? Can you imagine being me? If there was someone in my bed, like, that's, like... Because it's, like, the, it's your safety place, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the worst. No, I thought that, it was, that, like, a skeleton terrifying. or something. The guy was... <laughs> I, he was basically anorexic, I think. And wow. I just remember going... Just diving into, into bone. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, diving into bone. Is that the name of the episode? That, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> it's Halloweeny, at least. Sexual and Halloweeny. Exactly. I was literally, I was like, Dylan diving into bone. So at least this is better than the last one, right? Yes, I, I like this. It, it, get, it makes you feel like it's Halloween time. Mm. It sets the scene. Yeah. So when I first, I did, this is actually one of the ones I did look at beforehand. Okay. Um, but when I read it, um. I read it and it only, because it was like on the screen, it like cut off the bottom bit because I needed to scroll down. Yeah. And I thought the poem ended after saying, you want to look forward, keep looking ahead, but you look around. And I was like, that's terrifying. Like what an ending. Like you don't even see whatever this thing that's foreboding is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then when there was the extra stanza afterwards, I was like, oh, that's actually <laughs> I think that might be a bit worse like not to yeah uh, I just want to say Michael Brigden the ordinary poet it's a lovely poem it really is here's a here's just some feedback maybe just cut that last stanza off because actually if you want it to be spooky you don't need to actually describe it sometimes sometimes just your imagination like fills in the gaps exactly um, it's like so, only two percent of the people that watch Lord of Rings can want can watch the extended version with yes. the commentary commentary it's not worth it for that, you know what I mean? That ninety eight percent of people. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, we don't want to know about like, you know, what they had for lunch that day on that. <laughs> yeah. No, but 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 seriously, I, I do like the poem. I just think if you shortened it, like it, it gave me chills. I was like, Oh, that's good. And then when I scrolled down, I was like, Oh, there's extra I mi- yeah. that I missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take good. that take that how you will. And at least it did its job. Meant to thrill you. Okay, so the next poem is called The Plot Stains Matter by At Forest Artistic Madness. Forest of Artistic Madness. Sorry, I can't even get the name right. At Forest of Artistic Madness. I love that name. What is the matter that did scatter from the splatter, pitter patter, all over the floor, fall back on door, as guts galore spill out in gore? The point was concise, with one fine slice. Target precise, leakage suffice. Body rests in frame, all limp and lame. Cold, steady aim from where lead came. 
In this climax peak, horror film shriek, following the streak along the teak, this tale will remain against the grain, contents drain in a red spot stain. That was wow. very wordy. <laughs> it was. I was like, yeah, it was a job getting your teeth around it. Yes. Mm. That could also be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> getting your teeth around it, good lord. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> So, hmm. this is sort of quite a gory poem, right? It is. When, when As soon as it said splatter, I was like, that's blood. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. Yeah. You'd hope it's blood. Be blood. Be blood. Yeah. See, I can't speak now. <laughs> what happened to you? I don't know. This poem <laughs> broke me. <laughs> it did. Okay. I, I guess I'm trying to decipher it a little bit. Yes. So... To me, it's like a crime scene. It's like CSI yeah. poetry, right? It is, exactly. That's it. I like, I'm like trying to just... So he, he gets stabbed, all his guts fall out, he falls onto the door. Yeah. Leakage suffice. I'm not sure if that's the best use of verbiage there, uh, because I, it did make me chuckle inside a little, and it shouldn't have. Body rest in frame. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means, but I like it. Like, they just stood still. Like, in frame, like in a camera frame, like right. a camera shot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what it means. Cold, steady aim from where lead came. It's like he's, he's been stabbed or shot, and I can't that's tell what, which. Yeah, I mean, the lead would suggest the bullet, but yeah. you're right. The point was concise with one fine slice. I don't know if bullets slice. That sounds more like a knife or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do like... I mean, the rhyming is... is they've They've done... They've tried really hard to make it rhyme, and yes. I think they've done a pretty good job with that. Yes. There's not really too many rhymes that I think, mm, that doesn't really work. I think sure. most of it works. The name is literally the plot stains matter, so do we need to de decipher it by looking at the stains of it? I don't know, I don't know what that makes sense. The sort plot of. stains matter. Because I, I had no idea what that means, the plot stains matter. Like, the, pl the plot of a film? Like, is it being sort of metafictional? Yeah. Maybe how it came about that I've, I do feel like it's a, you know, you've got to figure it out. What yeah. happened here? You know, mm, the plot thickens. Yes. literally, It's, it's almost like that. Yeah. 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 I like the content strain in a red spot stain. Yes. I like that. It's pretty horrible, isn't it? But it, it is. Yeah. It's it's grim. What does the tail will remain against the grain? What does that mean, Charlie? Okay, yeah, that's actually the one line that I'm not sure if that's as authentic as the rest of it. The tale, this tale will remain against the grain. So you talked about plot being with film. Yeah. When I hear grain, I kind of think of film as well. Film grain. Mm. Oh, yes. So maybe... Oh, yeah, of course. No, that's that's true. No, I, I take back my original statement. I think that's actually quite <laughs> clever. So the mm. the story the the tale the story will will remain against the kind of like you know the grain of the film yeah what you expect what goes on in the film right mm. yes I like that see you can always see my films from one angle that but that's because I don't have a budget to have multiple <laughs> cameras like oh, this angle again right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and because he references horror films in it yeah and frames like the frame of a, a camera yeah. Um, and I think as well, it's almost referencing the way that horror films are shot. Yeah. Is that they're shot from particular angles to make it scary. Yes. What is in frame is hiding what's out of frame. 
Uh, there's also a few other film terms. So slicing okay. could be editing. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, point could be a few things yeah. uh, to, with lighting. Um, splatter, so I think they're called splatter packs or something. You know when you got blood, a blood yes. cue when you're yeah. trying to make a film and you need blood to come out at a certain time? There's, mm. I think they're called splatter something, but it is obviously that you yeah. know, movement of what goes on with the machinery. Mm. Could leakage be like something else then? I don't sure. know. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know. Light leakage, is that a thing? I don't know. The shrieking, obviously, and the climax peak climax usually used in a climax of a film when you're storyboarding yeah. it yeah follow the streak along the teak yeah I mean, the teak, teak is wood right it's like a wooden surface yes one thing i would add to this and i know they got the red spot um red mm. spot could also apply you got like redheads which is a kind of light in the film industry but yeah. i they should have added something to do with filters like a red filter or something that's mm. the last thing. if it is what they were going for the whole film aspect which i think it might be yeah. They could have added a filter bit. Or we got it all wrong and we're giving shit advice. Well, that's that's how this goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think there's enough film terms in there, like the framing and, you know, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it is. It is, it is referencing film, filmmaking, isn't it, in horror yeah. films. So. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Mm. I like that too. I think it's very clever because it told us two things at the start. We're like, oh, did they get stabbed or did they get shot? And we're yeah. like, hang on, it could be shot, film shot, you know? Oh, it's yeah, of course. Really clever. Mm. Nailed and it. Yeah, that's it. Hold steady aim from where the lead came. So, like, it's from the perspective of the shooter. Yes. It's being yes. shot. Wow, yeah. okay. Look look at that. We we are clever. Hold or we're not. steady or we're not. <laughs> aim. That's literally, like, you know. Yeah. It's it's very much film industry terms and using a steady cam and stuff like that. Okay, um, do you want to do our next one, Charlie? Okay, let's do it. This is Horathons by Mika Hoff Creates. You know, one day someone is going to give us a name like that is like, you know, you know, like the Bart Simpson prank phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like At Amanda those. Hug and Kiss and things yeah. like that. Like someone's yeah. going to give us one where like they just catch us out. <laughs> um uh, but I, yeah, I. <laughs> that actually happened recently at work. Oh, when really? I, was, I had an intern for like two weeks, and like I was trying to prove that I knew like my way around the software and stuff like mm. that. And we're doing, we were like getting names for a competition. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, I drew them out. I was like, yeah, random names because the software that draws out the names. And I was like, and this is how you do it. And he points at the screen. And he's like, but that person's called KK Karen. Are you sure you need? <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, no, normally I check them. <laughs> That's really awkward. Horathons by Mika Off Creates. I travel because I hear the hellhounds howling in the wind, nipping at my Achilles, trying to heal this journey of hearing. I keep moving because Slenderman thinks I saw him. When he saw me naked in the field, covered in clouds of smoke, I can't stop because Candyman heard an echo. Now every mirror is a threat. The man in the mask stalks me from behind. In my own house, screams as they try to fuse knives with my spine. Dreams are trying to kill me, clawing at my will. Nightmares looming. Before each morning, will I see the sunrise? So... From what I gather, this mm. is obviously like a marathon of horror, which is why they've called it horrorfans, right? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. um, and 
I can see that there's a lot of references to either classic horror films or, you know, like uh, Stephen King stuff. Yeah. I am not into horror enough to understand all of them. I'm sure there's some mm. that we're going to miss. Yeah. I feel this is wasted on me because I'm not, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. not that bothered by them. Um, yeah. And I scare too easily. But saying that, they have made it accessible. So The Man in the Mask, I'm guessing is Masked Man and Halloween films. Yeah. Candyman is a film as well. I think it's a horror film. You have like the nipping at my Achilles, which I sort of thought might be a reference to Saw where he has to cut his foot off. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, okay. Um, which is, yeah, uh, trying to heal this journey of hearing. <laughs> a nice little pun there. Yeah, exactly. You've got, you got Slender Man, which is that video game and that sort of creepypasta yes, of course. theory thing. Naked in the Field, is there something? I'm almost... sure there's lots yeah. of films like that, like The Village and yes, stuff like that. I've absolutely. heard there's, there's like nakedness and sexuality are always quite linked in horror films. Vulnerable, aren't they? mate. That's why. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you you are, yeah, exactly, it, it makes it scarier, doesn't it? Although I would um, say when I'm naked, Charlie, I feel quite yeah. the opposite of vulnerable. Do you feel a threat to other people? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I was going to say I feel empowered, um, okay. because I'm confident, Sorry. but yeah, <laughs> just, gosh, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I can see you next to the phone there, no, <sighs> although, you know, I've got to, I've got to bear in mind, as a straight white man... Yeah. Um, I might add middle class in there if it's relevant to my point. Um, is that <laughs> you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta be careful because it can look you know you don't want to be na- like you know when people see in the window naked. Even though there's a part of me that's like ah I don't care what people think I want to be naked. It's natural you know. There's yeah. another part of me that's like actually that could be inappropriate if someone walks by or feels threatened by it. Like there's two sides to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think, <laughs> he yeah, doesn't know what I, to answer to that. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Keep your curtains closed. Um, I always think of like ugly naked guy and friends. That yeah, like, same, they, same. You know, like it's cute. they sort of make a fun of it. Yeah, they're like, oh, look, it's that guy who likes to be naked in his house. Yeah. Like there is nothing wrong with being naked in yes. your own house. Yes, um, exactly. Sorry, I was just going through. I was noticing some more references. It's got like the man in the mask, which is there's so many horror films which are about yeah. people in masks. Uh, screams as they try to fuse knives with my spine. Well, Scream is a, a film about, you know, a, a guy who wants to stab people with lots of knives. I can't believe a Christian knows more horror references than I do. I wasn't always a Christian. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's what he whispers in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I love about this is um, at the end, it sort of reveals that it, it's possibly a dream right, yes. or a nightmare. And you sort of... You you feel that as it goes along because the scene changes so much. Yes. You know, first you've got the hellhounds howling yeah. in the wind and then it moves on to Slender Man and he's naked in a field and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in a dream, you're sort of in one place and then yeah. a few seconds later, it just, the scene changes and somehow you've arrived somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I, I do quite like that with this poem. It seeds into that sort of nightmare world. I yes. quite like that. Absolutely. So do I. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a time where we wanted to do a movie night and watch all the Harry Potter films and there wasn't enough time in that day to watch all the Harry Potter films. So we started at like four or five. So we <laughs> had to watch like half an hour of each one. Yeah. Um, and the drinking game was <laughs> drink at what point you find Hermione attractive, which is, you know, <laughs> when you're, you're it's a stupid oh sexist gosh. game that I did not get involved with. Can I add? I was going to say yeah, that, that's that's problematic for the first few films, or at least if not most of them, right? To be honest, 
I remember there was a guy that drank on the second film, and we, <laughs> oh, but gosh. he got kicked out. He got he got cancelled. Oh, I think dear. the consensus was like you know the last film, pretty much. I was going to say, when does she turn eighteen? Let's, the last let's film. keep yeah, it yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. keep it so safe. I I think that was a test actually that to see who was appropriate and who wasn't. That 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 sounds yeah. That sounds like it didn't end well for that person. <laughs> they never got invited to another party again. Oh, dear. Do you, do you like look back at childhood things and go, actually, that was really like, you look at it now in this day and age and you're yeah. like, yeah, why did that happen? That's I think you're more innocent as a child, though. Like, yeah. you don't realise what's, like, as an adult, you are highly aware of, of, of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's, it. it you know, it, yeah. It's also, there's so many more layers now as an adult. Like, you look back at that and go, well, obviously that's a sexist game, but also... Yeah. Why why does everyone have to find a female attractive? Like it's heteronormality, right? Right. Is that yeah, yeah. it's exactly. it's there's so many layers to to these kind of stories. Yeah. I, I mean I think the probably the sexism part of it was probably the most problematic. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <sighs> I feel this is like a massive horror collab, right? Mm. You know, yes, it is. Like yeah. all the horror films, like did a YouTube collab channel. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. It is. It's the five awesome guys of horror. Yes. Exactly. Wow. That's a dated reference. That's a very niche reference that no one will get. <laughs> I guarantee. Nope. Like one percent of our audience. So, on all the poems that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite is probably either the end of October. Yes. Or the plot stains matter. I, I like the plot stains matter because it has that use of the film imagery. And it's sort of referencing the hor- the way horror films are filmed and uh, it- it's filmed to make it seem scary. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but actually, I think my, my favourite is The End of October by The Ordinary Poet because it, it gave me chills when I read it um, the first time, even if I only read two thirds of it. <laughs> and that was kind of the objective, I guess, is to make it as Halloween-y as possible. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm going to pick the plot stains matter because I really like that film aspect of it, if that is what they intended. Do you imagine if they message me and go, that's actually not what I intended whatsoever? And I'm like, right, I'm choosing the other poem then. (laughs) That would would be mental. But but that's, I I guess for me, that's the power of poetry is that you you can read something into it. Yeah. And the person writing, well, that's not what I meant at all. It's like, yeah, but it's there. Yeah. The meaning's in there. Exactly. Whether you intended it, it's still got in there. You can't take it away from me. Exactly. Yeah. Like (laughs) this is the wonderful thing about language is that we use it to try and say something, but actually sometimes it speaks a different message that we didn't intend it to say. Exactly. Exactly. So well done uh, at Forest of Artistic Madness and Michael Bridgeton, aka The Ordinary Poet. You guys have won nothing. Just just our admiration and shout outs, you know. And if if I ever meet you in person, I will... Uh, I won't shake your hand because we're in a pandemic, but I will elbow tap you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's very, uh, that that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also wrote a little poem for this because Ooh. I said last time, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to, you know, join in on the fun. Yeah. Uh, even though it's yeah. our own show and I could do it anyway. So this is called Trick or Treat. Baby lotion or hand wash? Trick or treat. Frog or toad? Trick or treat, macarons or macaroons? Trick or treat, sphinx or sphinx? Trick or treat, fuck it, you can have both. Dude, there is, I, I, I saw the first line and was like, oh my, what is this? 
Like, not. I mean, it sounds sounds a little bit sexual. Okay. Um, someone is about to give themselves some self love. Are they using baby lotion or hand wash? <laughs> Trick or treat? Like one of them is gonna do some harm. The other one is gonna be, you know, lube things up a bit. <laughs> but then the rest of them don't follow that pattern at all. And I'm like, I'm just so confused by the rest of the poem because macarons and macaroons, like. They're all, you know, they're two types of biscuits, mm. Sphinx or Sphinx. I think that might just be like two different spellings unless. No, Sphinx... so one of them's the Egyptian thing. One of them's the cat, the hairless cat. Oh, OK. See, I oh, didn't right. know this even until I did a bit of research. They're different oh. spellings. It's very strange. Yeah, th- this 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 poem confused me, Dylan. I... Do you know what? I wish I kept it to the first line to make it sexual now. You you regretted my choice of expanding on it. <laughs> I think that'd be I think that's a great joke though. Yeah. Like trick or treat, baby lotion or hand wash. That's like <laughs> That's such a great um funny opener. Yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? But the rest of it I was like What's your weapon I of have... choice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a meaning. Okay. Would you like to expand? So, okay, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Okay. Um, again, this is probably not obvious, but I like to think you might make your own story up. So there is some urgency involved in it. Okay. You got it? Emergency. Um, no, no, no idea. Okay. <laughs> I know it's good. It's, uh, maybe I've reached this, this level where I've actually made it like more of a riddle, which is good because my... Yeah. Oh, you know, before you and Jack got my poems like that in three seconds. Oh, it's in a club. That's it's true. A, you know, that's, that's true. I mean, wasn't that one titled in the club or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. Um, OK, so the story behind this poem is basically I'm going baby lotion or hand wash. The kids are going trick or treat. And I'm going frog or to- like, I'm trying to find something to give them because I have no candy. Oh, and the theme of it. Baby lotion, hand wash, frog or toad um, are things that are kind of similar or sound similar. Yes. So I'm like, will they tell the difference between a frog or toad? I, I wouldn't. I see. You know, I actually sort of see what you're getting at now. It's terrible, did, isn't it? I did think I did. I did understand that. I understood that they were like similar things to each other. Yeah. Um, I just was thrown off by the first line. Sorry. I, like it, it, I thought it was going to take me somewhere. It didn't take me. Um, yes. That sounds so so much worse <laughs> saying that loud, but yeah, you know, like, but I I do like it. I like the I like the comparisons between the two things. That you're like, are they the same? Like, are they the same? Yeah. Are they different? Because I'm the same. Like frogs or toads, I got no clue. Yes. Like, like maybe a toad is like bigger, I guess, yeah, and maybe. like a frog is little. Yeah. But apart from that, I got no clue. I'm. I think it's because of the writer. You immediately thought innuendo. You know what I'm like. Yes, I do. I know exactly what you like. <laughs> and if you found baby lotion on my counter, you would be... I mean, I don't have any babies, obviously. No. <laughs> What's that for, then? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I don't know. It's like one of those things, isn't it? Like, I, if, if I went in your room and saw a condom or whatever, or saw, like you say, saw baby lotion, it's like, right, well, that's what they do in there. So that, like, makes sense. 
<laughs> I, like, I'm not like you know I wouldn't be prudish about it right um, that's nice but, at least but yeah well I hope you enjoyed my poem and the rest of the submissions thank you everyone who submitted their poem for yeah. this episode special spooky episode yeah thank you so much for sending your poems we love we love reading them uh, it's always great to get another perspective uh, and someone else's point of view and um, yeah Thank you. Thanks for listening to I Hate Poetry. You can find all the poems on our website, ihatepoetry.co.uk. I've been Dylan J. Kershaw. I've been and will continue to be Charlie <laughs> Pidcock. Hopefully, we'll be found in that poem. Dripping. Oh, wait, is it, is leakage. It? <laughs>